It's now time for On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson. The conversation will range from local dialogue to international. This show is meant to enlighten, inform, and to inspire. On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson begins now. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm your host, Cheryl Wilkerson. It's the holiday season. If I haven't said it to you, happy holidays. Have a great show today. It's all in the headlines. It's what everybody is talking about. So we wanted to bring it to the forefront here on the line. My guest today, he's no stranger in the community. He sponsors fishing trips for the children. He gets out for voter participation, making sure that people are signed up, just doing all kinds of creative things in the community to make sure that we are always involved. We welcome to the show Gregory Powell. How are you today? I'm well, Cheryl. Happy holidays and glad to be a part of this show. Good. Wonderful, wonderful. So we're going to get in today about Deion Sanders. This is the topic that has driven people crazy this week. Of course, the head coach, head football coach at Jackson State, and recently been named the head football coach at Colorado. This is driving people to drink, driving people to post (laughs) things on social media that you never thought you would see before. And there's so many situations that are coming out of this that we thought we would explore it today. So thank you uh, in advance for joining me today and let's get into it. So were you a fan when Deion Sanders was named the head coach of Jackson State because he's what I call a celebrity coach. He hadn't been on that level coaching before. And, you know, he has a name behind him, so I termed them celebrity coaches. Were you in favor of that? I thought it was such a wonderful idea that uh, Deion would step down from some of the other things he was doing and um, go to an HBCU and bring some notoriety to that uh, program. So, yes, I thought it was a great idea. The reason I had the hesitation about it is because I never want people to forget the Eddie Robinsons, the Joe Taylors, the coaches that have been there for years and years and years. They've not gotten paid a lot of money, but they have put their blood, sweat, and tears into these programs. They've, you know, taken these boys you know, wherever they needed to go. They put money in their pocket if they needed to. And I just don't want people to forget those coaches that have laid the map work, you might say, for others to come in. And so that was my hesitation. I think, Gregory, if you could find a balance between the two coaches, I think that would put us in the strongest position. Well, I think you make a great point of not forgetting those legends that uh, came before Dion. But in life, as things grow, you know, there are some people that take us from point A to B, and then somebody has to pick it up from and take it to B to C. And I think that's what um, Dion has done. Um, those legends will never be forgotten. I don't think we need to minimize their contributions at all. But at the same time, I think some of the programs have become stagnant, and they needed an infusion of somebody with the notoriety that Dion bought to bring attention back to where we were slipping backwards. Okay. So he arrives at Jackson State, had a whole lot of things happen to him, but he has turned out to be a winner at Jackson State, and people are very excited about that. You want to run down some of his accomplishments? Well, yes. He he took a program that was floundering a bit, and – And they were lacking talent. You know, a lot of times, you know, when you look at wins and losses on the field, you have to have talent. And 
because of things going down in Mississippi, a lot of kids weren't choosing Jackson State as one of the HBCU of choice. So the attraction that Dion bought was himself. You know, it's no doubt of that, about that. Then I think people start looking at him as a savior. And part of that is Dion bought upon himself. You know, he came in with his flamboyant style and, you know, made a lot of promises, most of which came true. But, um, you know, people put him on a pedestal based on, a lot of the things he said coming in and you know Dion is a brash guy and he he walks and talks loud and but I think that what was needed so um and that's attract, what he did as a player when he played football and baseball that's exactly the way he carried himself that's who he is mm-hmm. and 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 it could be a double edged sword because that's what makes uh a person like him polarizing because there are going to be those naysayers that think it's all about flamboyance. But if you look at guys like Stephen A. Smith on, on ESPN, they're loud, they talk, but, but they do bring something to the table that we haven't seen. And I think it worked for Jackson state. They were in the, in the red financially. He got new facilities bought in. He got TV contracts that they never had before. They were on the same game day show um, that were always set aside. That time was always set aside for national big-time programs, and he bought a small HBCU on that program, and that is huge. And even though he's gone now, some of the television contracts that they have now were multi-year contracts. So it's still going to be infusion of money coming in for the next few years. Just need somebody to pick up the ball and continue the blueprint he started. Well, the other part of this argument is the fact that he took the table with him. He's taken the table and he's gone. He's taken some assistant coaches, Travis Hunter, the number one recruit that, oh my gosh, Lou Saban almost lost his mind when he realized he lost Travis Hunter. He's leaving, going to Colorado. Some So some people are feeling they're, they're using certain words about Dion leaving, but I think the word is disappointment. Words do matter. And I think so many people are disappointed that he left. On the other hand, you have a man, and you can't tell a man how to live his life. Well, you know, disappointing is the right word because I truly am disappointed in a way because of the direction that things were going. So it's no doubt, and I respect people's opinions on having that disappointment. We're entitled to our feelings about it. But if I can give you other examples, like remember when LeBron James left Cleveland, the Cleveland yes. fans were, were, were disappointed, and he walked into Miami saying he's going to win not one, not two, not three, and then he ended up leaving Miami after a couple of championships. So what happens in life, not just with Dion, with all of us, we, we have great intent going in, 
And we don't, unfortunately, we don't have the ability to see into the future. And so while you're in there in the midst of doing some of the things that you promised that you would do with the thought at that time you would be there forever, things change and things change in life for all of us where we make a decision that we didn't think would be there when we initially started. So that's what happened with Dion. And sometimes, like you said, we can't knock a man for making a decision. I don't think it's just about him and the money and things like that. I think it's a decision that he made based on the things that were on the table at this particular time, mm-hmm. you know, that, that weren't on the table when he made the decision to go there. I am speaking with Gregory Powell. He's known throughout uh, Hampton Roads, known throughout really nationally because he has a huge, huge, huge sports group on uh, Facebook. And, Greg, you want to tell people about your sports group? Yeah, we have a a following called the Gloria, Greg, and Jack uh, chat show. And we... We just cover a lot of topics with a lot of different people across the nation, um, and we try to make it totally about sports, as you do with your coverage of, of the news stories and things that are going on. Sometimes that's hard because, you know, we get touchy subjects like this and we get race subjects, and, you know, and I have to always monitor that we don't get outside of the lines of what our primary purpose are. But I love the show. A lot of people love the show. And if you go on Facebook, just type in Glory, Greg, and Jack. Uh, sports chat and and follow along with us. It's very diverse, very interesting, and we disagree and all of those things. But but we monitor it closely so things don't get out of hand and that people don't think take things personal. And this subject of of Dion has been one of the things that's not only going across the internet but uh, was a big topic in our show. And and you get a wide variety of opinions and the thing about it is i respect uh both sides and other people's opinions what i do have issue with when people are talking about supporting hbcus dion has done so much for that school and when the school is saying thank you i just don't get sometimes people on the sideline you know, calling him names like sellout. I think that's what got to me more than anything, you know, for him to be a sellout. And those same people who are voicing these opinions haven't lent $5 to an HBCU. So it's people's opinions I respect. And then there's just people who just want to get in the argument for the sake of argument. And their real motive is not, what's going on with our HBCUs, but their real motive is to be argumentative, and that's where I have issues. ESPN personality Bomani Jones, he took pot shots at Deion Sanders uh, earlier this week, and he said, you know what, he sold the dream, and then he walked out on the dream. He said people have a right to be critical of that. So when he's talking about a dream, what do you imagine that he's talking about specifically? Well, it's some of the things that Dion said coming in. And and like I said, Dion has a part in some of the attacks that he's receiving because um, I think he really sold not only 
our community and black Americans on what he would do for HBCU. But you know me, Cheryl, everything comes down to marketing. And marketing drives our economy. Marketing drives everything when it comes to financial necessities. And Dion, because of his popularity and and his his boldness, he is a marketing icon. Mm-hmm. So he can market himself. So coming in, he said all of the things he said, yelling it out loud to attract some of the things that propelled this university to get some of the things they got. What people don't understand is those are the things that made Dion successful and got him endorsements and got him a following. That same personality is what attracted some of the financial gains that the school has made. And sometimes that's a double-edged sword when things things change. Hopefully what we don't realize, going to Colorado, how many times have we sat there and said that black coaches aren't getting the opportunities in the big schools? And, you know, I think, think of Eric Bimini and um, mm. with, with the yes. assistant coach with the Chiefs, all the NFL mm. offers that have been out there for um, our white coaches aren't there for black coaches. So here's a guy who's getting an opportunity to be in the big schools that we said black coaches weren't getting the opportunity. I think he will do the same as he did for Jackson State, maybe open some doors in another area. And um, we just have to let it play out to see that that happens. But to call him a sellout and, and things like that, the dream for Jackson State University has really come true. Did he carry the ball to the finish line? No. But it's incumbent upon What's the finish Jackson line? They to pick up the ball. What is the finish line? Well the finish line is, is is to continue to try to attract some of the big name high school players to our smaller colleges and to get agents and NFL teams and more finances into the HBCU so that kids that did not have an opportunity to go to this, these um, larger schools will attract attention. It's easy for the high school star that had choices to go to big-name schools to um, continue to get those opportunities. But if some of those stars come to smaller schools – Agents will not only see them, but they will see some of the other players that never would have been seen if some of these other uh, big-name high school stars had not come to an HBCU. Yeah, but come on, let's be real, Greg. We have, back in the day, we had the videotape and the parents sending it in. We got the sizzle reels. You know, we have people in all aspects, all levels of sports, and they are paid to go out and find the talent, whether the talent you know, is just obvious or not. They are paid to go out and find talent. So I don't care if you're Division Three, If you're good, you're going to be found, correct? I I think you will be found. However, Division Three teams, when you have individual scouts that are going out, if I'm a scout, what, and I only have 24 hours in a day, 
Um, it's just reality that my focus may be on a bigger school because that's where more talent is. That's just the logistics of it all. I don't, I'm not saying that it's right. Maybe it needs to be more scouts and more agents. But if I know a talent is over here with another pool of talent, then sometimes I have to manage my schedule in such a way that I don't get. And plus these um, HBCUs, weren't getting the TV because a lot of scouts use television. And if you're not on television, because they can't travel from place to place to all of the HBCUs, they use television to scout a lot more than people realize. And if these schools aren't on television, the less likelihood of them being seen is prevalent. Going back to Deion Sanders, uh, one of the things that he said when he took the job at Jackson State was the fact that he said God sent him there to Jackson State. So that's why some people are having a problem with him leaving, in spite of the fact that he's done A, B, C, D, E, and F, on and on and on. They're having a problem with it because they're like, okay, well, yeah, I got to question you because you say God sent you here. Now is God telling you to leave? Well, you know, um, I, I try not to get into a man's personal religion and his relationship with God, because, you know, I only can speak for my relationship with God. And I know that um, God has sent me places, and then sometimes another something comes up that I think that God meant that for me. So, you know, I, I can't speak speak on that. I think a lot of times when people say things like that, they don't have to make that public. If God sent them there, mm-hmm. he should just follow his heart and follow what the Lord told him to do. But you don't, you don't have to go out and announce it. And that's where that double-edged sword comes in, because he spoke it. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think everything isn't meant to be be spoken. God could have sent him there. You know, you can look at it another way. God could have sent him there to open up a door somewhere else, and now that that door has opened. I don't ever think Dion said that he was going to be there forever, did he? Nope, but people are disappointed. That's the word we're going to use, because I think they say all the great things that he saw that he was doing, and they want those things to continue. So maybe they are not believing that there's somebody else out there that continue can continue what Dion has started. So are there any names that pop into your your mind? We've got Eddie George overdoing his thing. He's not gotten the notoriety nor the winning that that Dion got, but are there some names out there that you think could step in at Jackson State? Well, you're not going to find many names out there that have that type personality. Like you said, there's an Eddie George and there there are other coaches that probably have the same level of coaching skill that um, Dion have and can motivate players behind closed doors. But there are very few Dion's out there and that and that's what we have to realize and that's where I'm sure the disappointment and, and again, I'm not saying that I'm happy that Dion left, mm-hmm. although I respect his decision, but there are only a few guys that come like that and that have played a sport where he excelled in two professional sports and was great at both of them. I mean, they're not 
people like that and that said they were going to do it. And it was like, i give you an example. How many Muhammad Ali's were out there? Mm-hmm. There, there aren't many. You know, you, you haven't found a person that can replace what Muhammad Ali did with his mouth, his voice, and then was able to back it up in the ring. So they are generational talents, and they just don't come along like that. That being said, it doesn't mean that the blueprint and what Dion got started has to stop because I think he opened some doors where um, the establishment realized there is a market here. There are things that we can do, and I think it's incumbent upon the university and the school to try to continue that even though it may not be at the level of what Dion bought, but it's still a step forward from where it was. We are speaking today with Gregory Powell. He has a huge uh, sports chat on Facebook. You might want to join it. We'll help join it. We'll tell you more about that later and how you can join. But we're talking about Deion Sanders and what has happened and why people are so incensed about it. Want to let you know that Deion right now, he is Under Armour. He's an ambassador for Under Armour, but he's going to be required to wear Nike apparel while he coaches at Colorado. So that's another story under these headlines. We'll see how that will be handled. You know, when we're talking about coaches, I had this conversation yesterday. I don't know who I was talking to, but we were talking about certain people being coaches, and I was thinking about Dion. So he was great when he was playing ball, like you said, professionally to to sports. And somebody said, well, I'd like to see this one be a coach, or somebody said Michael Jordan would be a great coach, or uh, I've forgotten the other example. And somebody else said no, because they were so terrific. Uh, Can you see Michael Jordan being a coach on the sidelines? And he's telling somebody, oh, well, if you get in trouble, just, you know, move the ball from one hand to the other hand and still go up for the you (laughs) you can't be a coach if you're that great was the synopsis of our conversation because you're expecting everybody to be able to do what you did when you were playing and you were phenomenal off the charts so Dion being able to coach when he was fabulous that just elevates him even further you 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 make a great point um Cheryl most if you notice in the NBA and even on the sidelines, most great players don't turn into great coaches Correct. because of the reasons you just gave. Mm-hmm. But you take an average player or even a bench player, mm-hmm. they become better coaches because they were on the sidelines watching the game. They were learning from coaches. So their tutorialship was on the sidelines. Michael played on the floor. So his vision and what he saw through his lenses was an on-the-floor type opportunity. A lot of guys that sit on the bench that become like a Steve Kerr or yeah. yep. you know some of some other coaches that have been highly successful, their lens was from sitting there listening to great coaches like Steve Kerr with Popovich and things like that. So they saw things through a different lens. So their training came from the sideline. Michael Jordan's training came on the floor, and that doesn't always transpose into a 
big sideline person. And like you said, I'm so great that I expect you to be great. Magic Johnson didn't turn Mm -hmm. into a good coach. Mm -hmm. Larry Bird didn't turn into a good coach because they didn't see things uh, from a sideline. They might become good GMs or something like that, but coaching is a different level. It is that. I've got two questions for you. Uh, do you think that Jackson State is going to continue to win, and do you think that Coach Prime will win in Colorado? Well, it's two 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 questions that you ask, and both of them are good ones. I can't say what Jackson State is going to do because, um, like you and I talked prior to coming on air, um, it's been rumored that there's been some mismanagement, and, and I vowed not to speak to that because I just don't want to speak to things that I don't know to be factual. But that becomes on the college. You know, if you led me to water and, and I saw the path to get to that water, I need to take what you've taught me and learned and try to carry that on. Now, do they have people in place and management in place and staff in place to do that. I can't speak for that. I do think they will fall as far as going undefeated and winning championship initially because, of course, Dion attracted players, and that's, that's major. Will those players come? I don't think they will come at the same rate as when Dion came there because the players weren't necessarily attracted to the school and the program. They were attracted because Dion was there. That's where our disappointment lies because we know that that's going to happen. There's no doubt about that. But we still always have to remember the financial gain they got, some of the things that they did not have. And they do have a blueprint to try to continue it. But Coaches attract, and that's why Nick Saban has been, you know, Alabama stays on top. It's not because it's the University of Alabama. It's the abilities that Nick Saban has to recruit recruit and attract people. So if you take a talent away from a school, of course there's going to be um, some losses. As far as what he does with Colorado State, I think, if he uses some of the same blueprint he did at Jackson State, all of a sudden Colorado State will attract players. And, you know, winning and losses comes from the talent that you have. So if he attracts talent, I think he will elevate that that, uh, school. And already uh, Coach Prime at Colorado talking about how he feels. They were talking about the outdated facilities at Colorado compared to other places around the nation. And Coach Prime was like, we didn't have anything like this at Jackson State. If our kids had had that at Jackson State, they would have absolutely gone crazy. But you don't respect what you have here at Colorado. So that rubs some people wrong. But like you said earlier, with Coach Prime, you know he's brash. So that's what you hire. That's what you're getting. And he's not going to change. The man is 55 years old. He's not going to change, okay? Yeah, and and if you notice, he came – there, the same way he came to Jackson State, he came when he sat down and talked to the Colorado State present players. He told them, "You can go ahead and get in the portal if you yes. don't like it." I mean, he was letting them know that um, it, it's up to you to go this route, or if you have an issue with the way I am, 
I invite you to go ahead and leave because there are going to be plenty of players wanting to come there. So he didn't mince his words or anything like that. He's coming in there speaking the same thing that he spoke with Jackson State. Um, until, until he has time, um, we won't know. But at the same time, we do know that he has a blueprint for turning um, the school around, and he will attract talent. And Colorado just hasn't had the talent to compete at uh, a, a, a five level, and, and now I think they will um, have that talent. We are running out of time, but uh, I'm around a lot of coaches, and I listen to what they say. The coaches that I have been around, especially the coaches in football, they say that it, they think it's a good move for Prime, and they are happy for him, and they don't have the problems that the general public has with him leaving Jackson State. And I think that's uh, that says a lot right there. The people in the coaching profession are supporting him. Well, you know, one of the problems I have with people, and 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 um, they say, well, it shouldn't be about money. But if you know, on a personal note, for Dion and maybe passing generational wealth down to his family, you know, you go from three hundred thousand, where you gave half of that back to school, and get a five million dollar a year contract. A lot of the people that would have were talking, they would have left at halftime of a game to mm-hmm. take that kind of money. And we don't want to make it all about money, but it is part of the deal with him making that kind of decision. That's a personal decision. And it is, but you, I don't think it's all about the money. Man. Greg, I don't think it's all about the money. I think he's setting his son up for positioning for the NFL like I don't know what happens with the Heisman but I don't know if they would go to a Jackson State and say oh this young man is so deserving to be uh you know awarded the Heisman or in the Heisman talk I don't know how they that goes but you know we have a we have a great great sophomore at Virginia Union University that boy ran that rock for almost 2,000 yards this season in Richmond they weren't even giving him love on the local media Jada Byers so it's a lot that goes into it he is now up for the Heisman on the division two level I think it will be announced next week but you know they need to get the same love he's running 2,000 yards a season the most in college you know of any running back that season and we don't know his name well, you know, and that that's, again, the double-edged sword. They're saying he's doing it against lesser competition. And it's something to be said for that. I mean, you know, we can't deny that. It's, it doesn't take away his greatness and what his potential is in the NFL. But um, day-to-day, he's not going up against the same competition. They were saying the same thing about Michigan football. They weren't playing tough opponents, and they're still undefeated. So, Greg, we could go on hours about this, right? But we are running out of time. Gregory Powell, tell everybody how they can join your sports group. Well, before I do that, because that's a great thing, but I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Brittany Griner. I think that was a great Thing that happened for her today, and I'm glad that she's home. So I'll be remiss if I didn't mention the things that she's gone through. But if you want to join the um, the sports group, it's Greg. I mean Gloria, Greg, and Jack Sports Chat. And all you have to do is type that in the search bar on Facebook and just join. We let you in and just join the fun. It's a great, great sports show. And Cheryl, again, thank you for keeping 
our community informed with with your page and your show. Uh, I follow it every single day and find out something new about some of the smallest things every day. It's just such a great thing that you do as well. Thank you. Thanks for being out there in the community. Hey, you all, thank you so much for listening. Hey, that was rude. I shouldn't have said that. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We will talk to you again next week. Yes, we will. Again, happy holidays. Happy Sunday to you. Cheryl Wilkerson, Behold the Green and Gold.